It's been one year since Tim Cook did it, cocked his head at Intel and said, get rid of it. Seven months since the launch of M1, saying performance efficiency is why we're making Apple Silicon. Three months since new colored iMacs, but still no pros, only Intel clapbacks. WWDC had zero M1X time, but it's still another year until the deadline. We got burned by all the rumors and now we're mad. And for my part, hyping videos, I feel bad. So if you need a new pro, should you go Intel or wait for M1X and how long? Well, you know me, I'm here for you. Sponsored by Curiosity Stream and Nebula. Now, if that intro didn't make you just block me forever, hit that subscribe button and bell and let's do this. M1 let Apple take the existing MacBook Air chassis and rip out the fan, let the Mac mini run on Macs basically forever and make an iMac almost as thin as an iPad. But those are all ultra low power implementations of Apple Silicon, the ones that put the efficiency in performance efficiency. One year later though, and we still don't have any ultra high power implementations, any that put performance first, also with bigger displays, more ports, and higher memory and storage configs. So if you want any of that, for now, you still have to buy an Intel Mac, or keep waiting, probably until this fall at the earliest, next summer at the latest. Now, you all know that my advice is always wait as long as you possibly can to buy, then buy the best you can and enjoy the hell out of it. Have zero regrets because there will always be something new and next, always. But if you really do need to upgrade and soon, if not now, 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 I'm still gonna break it all down for you, including one of the newest, biggest reasons you may really wanna wait. If it's a MacBook Pro you're waiting on, a high-end MacBook Pro, the 13-inch should be going 14 inches, and both that and the 16-inch might, might be getting mini LED displays for true high dynamic range output, HDR. 32 gigabytes or 64 gigabyte RAM options, up to eight terabyte storage options. Also, rumor has it, more ports, different ports, MagSafe, HDMI, SDXC, just all the ports except USB-A. Apple burned that to death and now it's beneath salted earth. If it's Mac mini, a high-end Mac mini, you'll have similar higher end options, including an easier time hooking up more displays, you know, for you NASA types or just Osmandius. And if it's an iMac, a higher end iMac, again, similar higher end options, but maybe an even bigger display, up to a 32 inch bigger display. And it probably won't support target display, RIP, but certainly will support the upcoming universal control and AirPlay to Mac features. If it's a Mac Pro, the only Mac Pro, then hopefully everything the current Intel Mac Pro has to offer, but in smaller, more massively multi-core M-series packaging. Now, if your Pro workflow is still Intel bound, if the software plugins you're using still haven't been moved over to Apple Silicon, like the Canon XF AVC codec I'm using for these very videos, especially any in-house or in-studio custom code for your DIY Mandalorian volume sets or whatever it is you're doing to be you, then you may actually want an Intel Mac that'll last as long as possible. So you can transition to an M3 or M4 generation Mac when and if all of you and your software are good and ready to go, especially a Mac Pro, which up until now, I was guessing we'd see at least one more update to the latest Xeon and Big Navi chipsets, but so far, just so no joy. Though since it's likely gonna be the absolute last Mac to go Apple Silicon, maybe only right at the WWDC 2022 deadline, who knows? The MacBook Pros though, we could see as early as this fall, because while typically Apple holds an October event for the Mac, since 2021 is basically the Joel Schumacher nipple neon of uh, sequel years, Apple can and will 
hold mini events any damn month they feel like, maybe earlier, but maybe November again, like last year, with the Mac Mini Pro and iMac Pro just scattered somewhere then or in between, which also means they'll ship with Mac OS 12 Monterey and with features that aren't coming to Intel Macs, never mind not soon, but not ever. Those are the features that depend on the M1's A14 generation silicon, including the 16 core neural engine and image signal processor, the first of which simply doesn't exist on the T2's A10 generation silicon, and the second of which is just four generations less capable at this point. And that's features like live text, which does real time, all the time image to character translation through machine learning models being run on the A&E without any hit to CPU or GPU performance. Also portrait mode on FaceTime, on device dictation, even stuff that's currently just still too stuttery on Intel, like the big Google Earth style globe animation. And that the ability to bring new iOS features to the Mac day and date Something Apple has been terabad, like teraflops of bad in the past, is a big reason for the transition to M-series. And that disparity, that lack of feature parity, No more rhymes now, I mean it! is something that's only going to continue, only going to increase now over time. And it's absolutely something you should factor into your buying decisions going forward all the time. Now, I know what I'm personally going to do, but that's a real tangent for this video, so I'll save it for the Nebula Cut, where I don't have to worry about YouTube's view durations or retentions or views per viewer or any of that stuff. It's where I post all of my videos, ad-free, sponsor-free, and many of them with extended bonus content, sometimes twice or three times as much content, like event reactions, interviews, explainers, and more. And you can get a Nebula subscription bundled in for free when you sign up to curiositystream.com slash Ritchie, or just click the link in the description. And right now, because you're watching this channel, you can get that bundle for 26% off. That's less than 15 bucks a year, less than the price of a fancy bistro burger for a whole entire year. And that includes their thousands of amazing documentaries and series like Packing for Mars, which explains why uh, you know a brief trip into space may be more hassle than it is currently or ever worth, as well as all the ad-free and often extended videos on Nebula, from MKBHD, TechAlter, Jordan Harrod, Ali Abdal, Real Science, Epos Vox, and so many more. For over 26% off, less than $15 a year, just click the link in the description or go to crossstreamcom slash Richie. And clicking on that link really helps out this channel. Hit the playlist above for deeper dives on all the current and upcoming Apple Silicon Macs or this video, the YouTube algorithm thinks you'll just enjoy so much more. It is human versus machine. So let me know which video you picked and I'll see you in that video.